Welcome to Zebra's Popcast, short, inspiring, and informational segments pulled from our weekly furniture refinishing podcast, Zebra's Before and After. Today's Popcast features a clip from our very first episode back in Season 1. We spoke with Fallon Yates of Market House Restorations on how to locate the right furniture pieces to refinish and sell. I am literally always on the hunt. I, I don't think I stop, and it's almost become a habit. Um, that I don't even realize I'm doing, but it's, it's fun. I, I really find it like fun and I enjoy doing it. So honestly, it's, it's evolved over the years. When I first started out, it, I could not afford to buy a nice piece of furniture to paint or to restore or whatever. Like I was stating before, you know, it was $10 or less or something on the side of the road, or perhaps the current furniture with my, in my home, which still wasn't that nice at the time. So, you know, starting out, it was whatever I could really get my hands on and whatever was available. As I have evolved, um, I've really started looking other places and um, it's I'm still thrifting, if you want to call it, because when you refinish furniture or you repaint it, every penny counts. So if you can save money up front, then by all means, go for it. Um, but the main places, and honestly, it's probably kind of broken down into seasons as far as like winter, spring, summer and fall on where I look, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So like it's winter right now. So it's kind of, there's not a lot going on. So I'll hit up consignment shops or, um, year round. I do Facebook marketplace because it's readily available. I can go into Facebook marketplace and say, Hey, I'm looking for an antique buffet. And if there's one that becomes, you know, comes for sale, it'll send me a notification that it's, it just popped up. And literally I don't have to do anything, but pick up my phone and say, Hey, is this available? So that is always something that I do year-round, and I'm looking for unique pieces. As far as, again, the winter months go, I love – let me let me narrow it down to maybe like five different places just so <laughs> it sounds easier, um, and then I'll go from there. Facebook Marketplace is probably my number one right now. And then auctions. I love auctions. If I want something or need something, like maybe two or three pieces, that's the route I typically go is um, going to those. Yard sales are actually my favorite. I absolutely love going to yard sales and neighborhood yard sales. If I can hit up like three or four yard sales at one time, it's like awesome. But obviously it's not yard sale season because it's chilly out, but uh, I'll go over that in a second. And then probably secondhand stores like the Goodwill and Habitat for Humanity and kind of those consignment shops. And then probably last, which is honestly become more popular because people have realized what I'm doing now is my friends and family and unfollowers. I get a lot of messages from people saying, Hey, Valen, would you like to come take a look at this? I'm getting ready to sell it. Or um, my mom has had to go into the nursing home. Would you maybe want to check out some pieces before um, I have to sell them and see if you want to buy any, or we would love to give this to you. Uh, it's just awesome, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's super cool to see the support of my friends or the community, really, because I think once people really realize your passion and mm -hmm. you are trying to make an income to support your family, and when they know that, they are, they're willing to help. So getting the word out, like what you're doing and things has helped a ton. And that's that's up there in that, that number five, like top list of where I like to look for the furniture. Again, back to the seasons thing, though, yard sales and auctions are like my number one thing during the spring, the summer, and the early fall. I don't typically hit up auctions during the winter months because everyone is there. 
uh, I guess because it's cold out, they don't have anywhere to look either. And so because of that, prices are a lot higher, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And again, when you're in the, the refinishing business, every penny counts. And so when a piece of furniture is going for two or $300, when during the summer, it would be like 75 or a hundred, it's not, I don't even bother, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, it, the time of the year really plays a role into that. During the summer, the fall, and again, I guess during the spring when people were spring cleaning or they have had a yard sale and they didn't sell all their stuff, they've donated it to the Goodwill or to Habitat for Humanity, and that's a great time to hit up those stores. For example, like they had their sale on Saturday and or Friday or Saturday. They take it to the Goodwill on Saturday or Sunday, and then Monday and Tuesday is the time that you hit it up, you know, because that's when those items are there. Mm-hmm. As far as going, like, sorry, I, I don't want to like repeat myself, but those top or those five places are like the best. But just being strategic and when you go um, really plays a big role into it as well. Yeah. Now, do you uh, you know you talk about auctions? Do you, would you classify estate sales and auctions as two separate um, places to go, or do you pretty much totally, totally? Yeah, estate sales, um, especially if they're run by like a business or a company they tend to be a little bit higher compared to when like a family runs into the estate sale. Mm-hmm. Um, I see it more of a yard sale when the family does it. And then when a company comes in and does it, it's awesome, but their prices go higher. Now, typically those places do like the first day it's full price. The second day it's 25% off and the third day is 50% off. And if there's anything left, like totally hit up those that second and third day, cause you can get a better deal mm-hmm. unless you're really trying to get a certain piece of furniture and you're willing to spend a little bit more money. Uh, maybe if it's for yourself or you just really want that piece of furniture because you know, you make a lot of money of, off of it, then by all means go for it. But yeah, I would definitely categorize those as two separate things for sure. And you know, it just, even in the last five, 10 years, people have realized that, and I don't mean to to cut these places down by any means, but, you know, like the Ikeas and the Walmarts and places like that, they have really cute furniture, but it's not built like the furniture was in the past. Mm-hmm. And so people are realizing that if you want to buy furniture today that is really well built, I mean, you're going to pay thousands of dollars. So mm-hmm. if you go to an estate sale, you can get something just as nice and um, we could get away with it 10 years ago. But now mm-hmm. people are really aware that, you know, it's worth more actually. <laughs> and, yeah. and we can refinish it and make it look nicer. So they're putting higher price tags on it for sure. Well, when you see a piece and it's in its potential, you know, and you're deciding whether to buy, how analytical are you at that point? I mean, is it a gut reaction or do you go through like a checklist to determine whether it can be bought at the right price and refinished and, and then sold for a profit? Um, Probably both. <laughs> it depends. If I am feeling the piece, if it's like something that I haven't really seen before, it's super cute, got cute little legs, I am all for it. I will go ahead and get it and, um, you know, do my thing to it. Now, if, for example, I go to like a secondhand store, like the Goodwill or the Restore or something like that, typically those pieces are pretty rough. And um, I go through the checklist. Is it going to be worth it for me to buy this piece and um, have to strip the paint down and fix all the pieces and buy new hardware. And it, you know, normally those pieces are pretty standard too. There aren't too many unique, well-built handmade or different types of pieces that go into those shops. So that's when I really hit the checklist and I'm like, I don't know if it's worth it. Again, this has evolved over time, 
back when I first started, I probably would have gotten the piece because that's all I could have afford, afforded. So um, I guess it just depends on where you're at in your um, painting career. <laughs> and um, if you're feeling the piece, by all means, go for it. Do you ever worry that the availability of these pieces will one day disappear? No, I, you know, I don't know. I don't think I have. Um, I really think that there, they will always be available. In worst case scenario, we can start stripping them down and refinishing them. <laughs> <laughs> and they will have more. But uh, no, I'm just kidding. Well, um, the, the styles do change, right? So they I'm do sure that change. will happen occasionally. <laughs> <laughs> well, Fallon, thanks for spending time with us today. You know, your professional insight into searching out the right furniture pieces to refinish has been tremendous. Thanks for listening to the Zebra Popcast. We hope you tune in to this Wednesday Zebra Before and After podcast show as we hear from the April Zebra Review winners as they chat about staging and photographing the refinished pieces. Until next time, happy refinishing.